Engaging presentations on the most urgent problem of our day and what you can do about it. Now, the End Abortion Podcast by Priests for Life. And one glorious nation under God. And together, we will make America powerful again. We will make America wealthy again. We will make America strong again. We will make America proud again. And we will make America great Friends, it's so good to be with you. Pro-Life Leader Frank Pavone here, National Director of Priests for Life. Welcome to Praying for America. Uh, I have been um, just so happy to hear from so many of you who are in contact with our ministry in various ways. Uh, Let's continue supporting one another and uh, working to save this country. Well, I want to tell you a new reason tonight why President Trump is... uh, is winning and the polling is showing him dominating in so many different ways from so many different angles. And it's important for us to understand this. You know, in the minds of many people, the primary has been wrapped up already. And we're also going to talk about a whole lot of other things uh, going on in the news. And the one single thing you have to keep in mind about the Democrats, one thing above all. I'm going to share that with you during this program. Stick with us. I want to go to the Word of God first, as we always do. And tonight, I want to read from the book of Daniel. Remember the story of the fiery furnace. King Nebuchadnezzar, in his arrogance uh, and in his idolatry, built a golden statue that he wanted everybody to kneel to. But Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego said, no, we're going to worship the true God who tells us to avoid idols. So I'm going to pick up in the middle of that story and um, bring out a key lesson. So let's turn to the Lord, put ourselves in His presence, and listen to the Word of God from the book of Daniel. Chapter 3, verse 16 says, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we have no need to answer you in this matter. If this be so, our God, whom we serve, is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace, and he will deliver us out of your hand, O king. But if not, be it known to you, O king, that we will not serve your gods or worship the golden image that you have set up. Then Nebuchadnezzar was filled with fury, and the expression of his face was changed against Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. He ordered the furnace heated seven times more than it was usually heated. And he ordered some of the mighty men of his army to bind Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and to cast them into the burning fiery furnace. Then these men were bound in their cloaks, their tunics, their hats, and their other garments, and they were thrown into the burning, fiery furnace. Because the king's order was urgent and the furnace overheated, the flame of the fire killed those men who took up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And these three men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, fell bound into the burning, fiery furnace. Then King Nebuchadnezzar was astonished and rose up in haste, He declared to his counselors, Did we not cast three men bound into the fire? They answered and said to the king, Assuredly, O king. He answered and said, But I see four men, unbound, walking in the midst of the fire, and they are not hurt. And the appearance of the fourth is like a son of God. 
Then Nebuchadnezzar came near to the door of the burning fiery furnace. He declared, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, servants of the Most High God, come out and come here. Then Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego came out from the fire. And the satraps, the prefects of the governors, and the king's counselors gathered together and saw that the fire had not had any power over the bodies of those men. The hair of their heads was not singed, their cloaks were not harmed, and no smell of fire had come upon them. Nebuchadnezzar answered and said, Blessed be the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who has sent his angel and delivered his servants who trusted in him and set aside the king's command and yielded up their bodies rather than serve and worship any god except their own god. Therefore I make a decree, any people, nation, or language that speaks anything against the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego shall be torn limb from limb and their houses laid in ruins, for there is no other God able to rescue in this way. Then the king promoted Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the province of Babylon. Let us pray. Father, we see in your holy word that the mightiest men in authority can be changed when they are challenged with the Christian witness, with the godly witness of people of the covenant, the covenant of old and the new covenant in the blood of Christ. When we, convinced of your word, totally given over to your truth and totally loyal to you as the only God, bear witness to that before power. You, O oh God, can move the hearts of those that are in power. We ask you that the same happen to us today in America. Let your people bear faithful witness to your word. Let your people obey you above and in all things. May we recognize the duty to obey just authority here on earth, but may we hold that authority accountable to your law, O God. And in being so faithful, may we be delivered from the evils that threaten us we pray through the only Savior, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Well, friends, I have my hand on another um, scripture here from 1 Peter that I want to get to in a moment. Let me make my first point. Dick Morris brought to our attention recently uh, some polling. Now, this was done by Suffolk University. You've probably heard about it. That shows another reason, a new reason for confidence in the victory of President Trump in this upcoming crucially important election. Now, I'm more and more working day by day of, on the mindset that the primary has been decided. I mean, to overcome the lead that President Trump has now, and really we're only talking about five solid months that, uh, or less that these other contenders have to try to overcome the gap. I mean, this is a Herculean task. Uh, and, you know, many have raised the question, well, why are they, why are they even, even, even running? I mean, short of some kind of totally earthquake-style change of events, President Trump has won the primary. Now, uh, that doesn't mean we, have, we don't respect those who support other candidates. We've always emphasized here that we, we do. But the point is, we've got to be thinking ahead, too, and, and, and looking at some of the... Uh, let's look at, at some of the dynamics of why this, this incredible lead 
uh, has occurred and why it's reasonable to think that it will only grow. And we're not just talking about in the primary, I'm talking about in the general election. Most polling, and I've mentioned this in previous programs, so I want to delve into it a little bit more here now. Most polling about how an election is going to turn out focuses on likely voters. Because the pollster is trying to get a, 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 a finger on the pulse of how people will actually vote. So if you want to know how they're going to vote, you go to the people who are most likely to actually show up and vote on election day. So that's why, as I've often pointed out, polls just of the American people in general, not taking account of whether they're registered to vote, not taking account of whether they are likely to vote, and also not taking account of the key states in which they vote, uh, don't really give us much. I mean, it could be interesting information, it could give you a, an idea of the mindset of the American people, but it doesn't give you much, uh, much guidance about how an election is, is actually going to turn out. So what a pollster will do is we'll ask, you know, are you registered to vote? And then ask, do you vote? You know, or do you usually not vote? And if the person said, are you intending to vote in the next election? Yeah, I'll probably vote in the next election. Okay, then they go on to ask the other questions. If they say, no, I'm not, I'm not intending to vote, well, then they hang up. What Suffolk University did was it didn't hang up. When a person said, no, I'm not going to vote, or I don't intend to vote, or I usually don't vote, they went ahead and asked them anyway. Well, if you did vote, who would you vote for in the presidential election? And guess who ran away with the, with the margin of victory? Donald Trump. Let me read a little bit from this report. The non-voters would back Trump by 35 to 13 if they decided to cast ballots after all. Okay. And um, the, not only 35 to 13 did they break for Trump, but 70% of these non-voters have a favorable view of President Trump. 78%, that's a high percentage in any poll about anything, 78% have an unfavorable opinion of Biden. Now, 51%, it turns out, of these people who are identifying themselves as unlikely voters did in fact end up voting in 2020. It all hinges on turnout. If you've worked in campaigns, you know full well what I'm talking about. We do a lot of this at Priests for Life, our voter trainings, which we invite you to sign up for at ProLifeVote.com. Uh, uh, bring bring uh, uh, people uh, more into this action of turnout, fostering turnout. This is what we've got to be doing, even starting from now and using the 2023 elections that are going on in various states as a, as a, as a springboard to 2024 is to go after these voters. People who are not registered, get them registered. People who are registered but haven't voted, maybe they've never voted, get them out and vote. When President Trump first won in 2016, he brought out millions and millions of people from all the nooks and crannies of the electorate who hadn't voted in, in either ever or in uh, over a decade. The point is, fostering turnout has usually traditionally helped the Democrats. But here, this indication from this Suffolk poll of the non-voters favoring Trump indicates that the more either side works to turn out new voters or to get up off their couches, the ones that are registered but they're just too lazy to vote or too distracted, is likely to be a favorable thing for President Trump.
Why is that the case? Why are they looking at him favorably? You know, it's sort of, and not to make, not to push the comparison too, too closely, because we always have to be careful about doing that. We're reading here biblical, biblical events. But that's why I chose this passage from Daniel. These three young men were faithful under the worst form of tyranny, the worst oppression of religious freedom, the king telling them directly by an order under threat of death to commit idolatry. We all pray that we would have the courage to stay faithful to God in a situation like that. These three young men did amazing courage. They said to the king, basically they said to the king, go, go take a hike. You know, you can tell us what you want. You can do to us what you want. Our God will save us. But even if he doesn't, we're not listening to you. We listen to him. And they went into the fire. And they came out. You heard the story. You know the passage. What does that have to do with President Trump? These non-voters, together with a whole lot of people who do vote, all these tyrannical, and there's no other word for it, it is tyrannical, attacks on him by the Democrats are only making him stronger because people are seeing now that this is a man of character. This is a man who fights back. He doesn't yield. He doesn't compromise. He doesn't, doesn't uh, 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 let himself be distracted. He doesn't say, okay, well, I guess I shouldn't run for president if all this stuff is coming against me. He moves forward like a, like a, like a tractor, like a bulldozer, pushing everything out of the way. And people admire this. The American people admire this, even if this would not be their first choice for, for president. It shows a character. Now, Scripture talks about this from a spiritual point of view. Of course, we're talking about political dynamics. So again, it, 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 but there are, there are spiritual components here going on. Look at what Peter says in his first letter. Um, that, uh, let's see, chapter 1. You who are God's power, uh, guarded by God's power through faith. He says in verse 5, for a salvation to be revealed in the last days. You rejoice in this, although for a little while... You may have to suffer the distress of many trials. This is so. Now he goes into the divine purpose of trials and persecutions. This is so, he says, so that the genuineness of your faith may be tested. Faith more precious than gold that perishes though it is tested by fire that it may be found to result in praise and glory and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Trials are meant to make you stronger. Biblically, that's what it does to character. It's a biblical lesson here. And people are seeing it manifested in President Trump. It goes along with some other um, polling that Dick Morris uh, points out. People are seeing not only um, his policies and his um, positions on the issues as desirable, but they're coming to more and more admire his character. And that's something that is um, new in the polling, right? We have, a, we have a, a, you know, a lot of people, I'm sure you hear them, as, as do I, 
uh, people who say, uh, oh, well, yeah, you know, well, yeah, President Trump has some great accomplishments. I just don't like his, I don't like his personality, or they think that somehow he's uh, uh, an immoral person. He's not an immoral person. But now they're seeing, some, they're seeing something different happening. They're asking themselves, would, how would I react? How would I survive this? How would I even keep my sanity? How do you do it? Right? Isn't that the question that more and more people are asking to President Trump and about him? He talks about it himself. Yes, people ask me all the time, how do I do it? Or when he was in that interview recently on Meet the Press, oh, are you afraid? Do you, do you when you go to bed, do you, do you worry about going to jail? No, he says, I don't worry about it. There's a strength here that people are coming to discover. Those of us, of course, who knew it beforehand, yeah, we knew it. But more and more voters are coming to discover and to admire the character traits here that are so solid that, and, and what is it built on? It's built on love of country. And what they're also seeing is the willingness to sacrifice. The willingness to sacrifice. You don't think that these indictments and these charges and all this political persecution, garbage and crap, you don't think that it would go away if he said, oh, I'm, not, I'm, I'm dropping out of the race? This is all election interference, totally and completely. You don't think it would go away? And therefore, that President Trump knows full way that he's got a way out here. He's got a way out. Just mollify these, 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 these tyrants. Give them what they want, and they'll leave you alone. He's not going to give them what they want. Because he's more committed to giving us what we want. A free country, a prosperous country, a safe country. A country we can be proud of, a country where we have freedom of religion, a country where human life is respected and protected, a country where we're once again honored on the world stage rather than embarrassed. A country that has a border, because without a border you don't have a country. He wants to give us what we want. And so it's like, why? I mean, you, you've got fame, you've got fortune, you've got a happy life, you've got a beautiful family. No. And he knows what it's like to face this hostile media, to face a, a Democrat Congress, he, to face the, the, the enemies within his own party. He knows what it's like because he's done it already. And he's really willing to do it again. I mean, that just, there's a question of character here. Faith more precious than fire tried gold. And he does this, brothers and sisters, because of a love for America and it's rooted in a faith in God. He knows who's Lord of this nation. And it's Jesus Christ. One thing I want you to know, oh, okay, well, okay. So this, all right, this growing popularity is brought out in another poll, ABC Washington Post. Why in the world did they let this get released? That's the question. The, the, this is the one that showed Biden uh, trailing Trump in the head-to-head -head matchup for the general election. Again, primary behind us. By nine points. Not tied, not one or two ahead, not margin of error. Nine points. And they released it. George Stephanopoulos, again, Dick Morris comments on this. He says this, let me quote Morris. Stephanopoulos would never have permitted ABC to go with a poll that shows Biden losing by 10 points unless, see there's another dynamic going on here, unless it's to send a message to Biden and a message to the party, the message to the Democrat party, you got to dump 
Biden. He's going to drag you all down to defeat. You got to dump Biden now. They don't have a big window of time in order to do this. Although some people say, oh, well, you know, at the convention a year from now, Biden will say, oh, well, you know what? You know, I really can't do it. I, it would be way too much for me to do. We know that already. He just hasn't said it publicly. And then they'll parachute in some, somebody else. Some say Gavin Newsom. Some say Michelle Obama. Listen, all of them are too radical for America anyway. And that's why we got to be, be, be reinforcing that message with people now, like I'm going to do in a minute, about the Democrat Party. But this is an interesting perspective, right? I mean, why are you even, why not just, just, just hush, hush on the poll, don't even say anything. Don't encourage the Trumpers, the Trumpers, don't discourage the Democrats. No, they want the party to be alarmed. Dump Biden. This same post-ABC poll, only 25% rate the economy as excellent or good. 75% rate it negatively. Among voters under age 35, Trump leads Biden by 20 points. Did you realize that? By 20 points. Biden won them by overwhelming margins in, in uh, the last election. Among, among non-whites, Biden's lead, of course, the Democrats traditionally lead in these communities. Biden's lead is, has dwindled to a mere nine points. You realize among the minority communities, uh, among the Hispanics, where, um, let me see where, I don't have those notes here with me, but President Trump is leading by historic margins, garnering the black vote, having more support now than ever. He, he, he brought in historic numbers of these minority communities in, in the last two elections. But this time, the polling is even higher of the number of Hispanics, the number of Latinos, the number of blacks that he is drawing to himself for a variety of reasons. We'll go into more of that in future programs. The one point I want to emphasize here about the Democrats Dan Bongino was making this point at length the other day. I've made it before as well. Many others are making it. We are not talking here about people who have America's best interests at heart and just believe in a different way of getting there. And friends, this has got to be a key talking point that we use with our friends, our families, our, our, our fellow worshipers, our co-workers, everybody we talk to, everybody we influence about, everybody we communicate with on social media. This is not a question of people who just have a different idea of how to bring about good things for America. Because if it were, then you've got to be absolutely dumbfounded at why they're doing certain things, why they're actually encouraging certain problems, the destructiveness of which becomes more and more apparent, and they could do something about it, but they don't. A few examples, then I'll tell you the very simple reason. The border, it could be closed today. They can secure the border. Ever since Biden got in office, they've they, they deliberately not done that. They inherited the most secure border we ever had. They could have just left it alone. No, they purposely unsecured the border. 
They could close it tomorrow. What's the matter? There's not enough fentanyl flowing into the country? Not enough deaths? You saw, you, you, saw, you saw this nonsense going on in the media these last few days? You see these people p- pushing their way into the country? In one of those reports where there was a bridge. There was a bridge there that they could have walked over. There was a bridge. A point of entry where they could have come in legally and be assessed and go through the legal process. You know, sort of like, I don't know, obey the law? And they're down under the bridge. They're not going the, the right way. They're, deli- they're right there and they go the illegal way. Because they know that under this crappy administration, they'll be greeted by the, the, the Board of Security and they'll just be released into the country. Hey, here it is, folks. Come and get it, Day. Come on in. What a disaster. Now you even got the Democrat mayors. Look at what's going on in New York. Oh, whoa, whoa, it's an emergency. We can stop, 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 stop. We can't take them anymore. Well, tell that to your idiot president. No, we can't take them anymore. Are they really so stupid, all of them? Or is it something else that's going on? No, it's something else, and you know what it is. I'm going to say it in a moment. Let me give you a few other examples of things they could fix right now. Inflation. Why do we have inflation? Because they keep spending and printing more money. And then they go ahead and try to, try to undo what they did by, 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 uh, by, by making the money harder to get. Raising interest rates. Credit card rates go up. Mortgages. How about the indoctrination in the schools? They could put a stop to this garbage. But no, they don't. Energy production. Why, why, why are you stopping us from utilizing the energy that's right under our feet? Why are you going so easy on China? President Trump showed you how to do it. Put a few sanctions on them and they'll start behaving a little bit towards America. But no, but no, no, they show more favor to China than for America. This could stop tomorrow. Jobs could be created tomorrow for the, for the auto industry, and the petrol industry. Friends... They're doing it on purpose. They're not stopping these things because they don't want to. People say, well, can, can, can they really be so stupid? Or are they doing this on purpose? Is it stupidity or is it evil? It's evil. We, we've got to, you know, it's a lot to absorb, isn't it? And you think of all these different things. But the pattern is there. It's just so undeniable. The pattern is there. Mark Levin's book just came out. We're going to be talking about it in detail. The Democrat Party Hates America. I hope you got your copy of the book. They are doing this on purpose. They're not stopping all this destructive activity because they don't want to. Don't let people tell you that these are folks who, oh, well, you know, they just have a different way of looking at things. They're good people. They have your best interests at heart. But they, they want to go about it a different way. They do not have your best interests at heart. And the sooner we recognize that, and the sooner we convince our fellow voters of that, the sooner we can get ourselves out of this mess and throw the Democrats completely out of power in the upcoming election. That's why, you know, we, we really... 
as many people are saying, we, we don't have time to be dithering among ourselves about uh, 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 who, 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 our, who our nominee should be. We know the man who is able to fight this, this stuff and who has more strength and will and proven record of fighting this stuff than anybody else. Let's get down to business and let's make sure we are sounding the alarm. And those of you who are clergy too, enough of this nonsense, oh, I can't be political. You want the country to go down in flames? Oh, you'll feel good because you weren't political. And meanwhile, our cities are absolutely out of control and fentanyl is killing our kids. Why don't you sit down with the parents of some of the kids who overdosed on fentanyl and tell them you didn't want to be political. Go ahead and talk to the victims of crime over some nut who was let into the country under the bridge because he didn't want to go over the bridge. And he killed somebody in your community, in your congregation. Oh, but, oh, but, oh, but, oh, but, oh, but, oh, but everything's okay because you didn't want to be political. These people hate America. They're our enemies. They're our enemies. And, and we better stop pretending to be above the fray. We're not above the fray. When the fray is good versus evil, and it's pure and simple, then we are not above any fray. We're not above the fray. We're foes of evil. The Lord loves those who hate evil, His holy word says. Let us hate evil, and let's translate that into more activity and involvement in this election to get these Democrats out of power than we've ever done before. Let's pray. Thank you, Father, for the enlightenment you give to, to your church, to your people, to our fellow citizens. We must be enlightened. Lord, we just lift up this nation to you now. We lift up all our intentions, all our needs. Make us strong and vocal and active in these elections. Bring us victory. The battle is yours, Lord God, but you have thrust us into the battle. May we be faithful as we carry out your will and your word. And we pray now as Jesus taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. All right, friends, much to do. Thank you for gathering with me for a few moments tonight. Spread the word about this program. We'll have much more to say tomorrow. We'll see you then. This has been the End Abortion Podcast. To learn more, to help end abortion, and to connect with us on social media, visit endabortion.net.